Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about staging secrets, how to sell your property for way more money. And you like that title, yeah, do you? Did. <laughs> it's got way more money in it, and then, of course uh, that makes you smile. You, you have just gone a whole nother level with these new titles, haven't you? It's because I've discovered Chat GPT. Yeah, because I told you about it. You and you don't think I know that. anything about the interweb, the, and you, I told you about the Chat GPT. Look, nobody's here to hear you and I bicker about some other stuff in technology, which neither of us know anything about. We're here to talk about staging secrets, and for this, we are joined by Carl Comba from Comba and Comba, and you guys uh, specialise in staging. Yeah, we do do a lot of staging, probably one of the largest stages in Christchurch, but we also have a full design studio, so we do anything with houses. Oh, cool. Well, we might come back to that. So let me ask you, we're talking about staging today. What is the process of getting my property staged? I mean, who do I contact? How long does it take? Normally, we get a phone call or a web inquiry. And the important thing at that stage is to get the full details of the property because that's where things can go wrong. So full details, i.e. it's a four-bedroom house with two bathrooms and, and a separate living area. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and, and a little bit more, like how many square metres would be helpful. Yes. Because, you know. So a floor plan would be ideal. Yeah, even elevations. Yep. You know, because we can sort of plan without viewing it. I mean, we will view it, but we can do a lot of planning if we've got plans. And if I don't have any of those things, do you just come out and have a look, or what's what's the story there? Yeah, so once we've got the details, we can then quote it. Other things to consider would be, you know, is it a hill property? Is there uh, good access? Because yeah. that can change the price. You're talking about... Because it's going to cost more to load a property full of furniture if it's up a steep driveway, you've got to walk back and forth a million times. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like if it was on the flowers track, that would not yeah, be ideal. Yeah, track in Sumner is a goat track of a uh, road. Yeah, no vehicle access. So mm. yeah. Once we've got it quoted with our system, they can get that accepted online. So once we get it accepted online, then we make a date for the viewing and the consultation with the owner or the agent and then get an idea of the marketing plan for the property, who's the target market. That's pretty important. And then, yeah, once we've done that, we stage it, photography happens, and then it uh, goes to market. And then if it sells, we'll come and destage it. And so what sort of cost is involved? So you're actually staged one of my properties at the moment, 12 Maple Place. So you've mm. gone out there and, and I, I couldn't tell you what it Are you selling me. that one? That's the one yeah. with the wobbly toilet roll holder. I'm yeah, sure. No, I'm I hope that, that one. Have you disclosed it though? It's already been fixed, Edward. So you've gone out there. That is a four-bedroom house with a separate living, which is why it jumped in my mind. How much was that to stage? That's about 2.2 two plus GST. And that's normally for four or five weeks, depending on what time of year it is. Like in the peak of the season, you know, the rental period would be more like four weeks because there's like a lot of properties on the market. Yep. So, yeah. So that's about two and a half grand once you include GST for that specific property. And does that change for around the country? Do you know? Do you do stuff elsewhere or? No, but I, we have alliances with other companies around the country. So in Auckland, you're probably looking at another 1500 bucks for that. Okay. Mm. Okay, so quite a lot more. Yeah. You can understand why. It's probably a logistics nightmare Absolutely. up there. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for something like, take the other end of the spectrum, say a two-bedroom townhouse in Christchurch, again, easy access on the flat, what would that cost a stage? So two-bedder, that's about 1780 plus GST. To be fair, it's like anything. You get what you pay for. There's budget volume stages out there that will do that. 300 bucks, 400 bucks cheaper. Yes. But it's like anything you get what you pay for. So we have 
designers placing all the furniture, yes. you know, that qualify. Yes. The, the furniture's hand-picked. Yes. Yes, yeah, so well, you look, get a different I'm a, product. I'm a big believer that staging makes a big difference in what you get out because people need to go in and imagine this place as their home and they can't do it if it's just empty and it's harder to do if it's got old furniture in it and it's just looking a bit run down. So at the cheaper end, we're talking about kind of two grand once you add the GST in for a two-bedroom townhouse and then if you're saying four-bedroom property in Auckland, you said about four grand is probably what it's going to end up being, maybe up to five grand. Yeah, I think there's like a thousand, fifteen bucks differential between, say, Christchurch, Auckland. In terms of the regions, I think it would be around that Christchurch pricing. Yeah. Queenstown, not sure. Queenstown's probably going to be a bit more expensive because mm. they charge a lot more there. Yeah, so, but two to five mm. grand's a good ballpark yep. to work with. Might mm. be a little bit less, might be a little bit more, depending on who you use. When you were talking about that there are some companies that are cheaper, that's normal in every industry. When you say you get what you pay for, you're talking about that the quality of the furniture might not look as nice if you use a, if you try and really cheap out. Is that what you're saying? With a volume stage or someone who's at, at the end of the market, I imagine they don't have money built into that price to renew their inventory. So the furniture might start looking old over a period of time because you have to have a margin in there to actually get rid of the old furniture and yes. keep it updated. Yes. And so we have a continuous basically flow of furniture through the shop and you know, and buying furniture all the time. And so, then we sell it off in our ex home staging warehouse. Yeah, so because you are selling product as well as staging, renting it out for staging, mm. you've got the ability, oh, that, that looks good. We'll go and use that and trial it out and stage it in this house. But then you might sell it afterwards, right? Yeah, so yeah, no problem there. So the other thing with, say, a volume budget stager is the difference might be that you're not dealing with interior designers. Yes. So, so just to clarify, I think I've, I've got the point, but. If you're dealing with a middle-of-the-range stager, if it's in Auckland or if it's in Christchurch or wherever people happen to live, do most stages have interior designers who are choosing the furniture for the specific house? Is that, have I understood that right? Uh, yeah, well, uh, depend, you know, anyone can call themselves an interior designer. In our company, they've all got qualifications. Pretty sure Lauren calls herself one. <laughs> So but is that the case for most stages? They'll have somebody calling themselves an interior designer choosing the, the staging. Yeah, yeah. They would be involved in buying, purchasing the furniture, and then also coming out doing the viewings and then doing the stage. It in the house. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to stage a house, which are the most important rooms to stage? I think the entry is very important because buyers make up their mind about a property within the first 30 seconds. So if you've got that... Wild the factor. streetscape and the entry looking good and nice and tidy and, you know, up to speed. And then you'd be looking at the living areas and then the master bedroom. We think that you should stage the whole house, but sometimes the budget doesn't allow for that. It's okay. So we're in the entryway. Come through the attic of my oh, mind Here we go. Me. You're so in the entrance, not the attic. No, we're, oh, what's, what's, okay. So we're in the entryway. What are we going to put? What sort of furniture is going in the entryway? Well, it depends on the house, you know. If it's a big Fendleton house, you'd have a nice mirror there and like a big unit, you know, if it's big enough, rugs, other ornaments. In a smaller townhouse, we can sometimes get a mirror in, maybe a rug, but yeah, it just depends on the size of the entry. But you want a focal point. Yes. Are the mirrors attached to the wall? So is it going to damage my wall when I have sold the house? Yeah, so we always ask as part of the information we get up front, are we allowed to put fixings in? Yes. A lot of people might not want that, so it might yes. be uh, just leaning 
yes. on the thing. And then we often put soft velvet things on the back of most things like artwork, that sort of thing, so it doesn't scratch the wall. Do you, do you put plants in the house? Yeah, they're false plants, yes. but they look pretty real. Yeah, so. I've seen some of yours that looks really real. And are there any rooms that don't really matter, that are less, less important to a stage? Yes, yeah, so I, over in Australia, they stage everything, including the wardrobes and, you know. Oh, the wardrobes? What, they put clothes in there? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Really? So we tend not to do that in New Zealand. It's not a done thing. Why do they put clothes in? And what sort of clothes are we putting in there? Uh, you're putting, like, some T-shirts and some shirts hanging on some hocks. Yeah, and they might all be white. Or yeah. They all might be black or, yeah. you know. And the other thing would be the garage. No, park do they park s- a car in there? Well, I was just going to say, it'd be nice, you know, if, if you knew an owner, you know, if they had a nice Porsche, people would yeah. get really emotional about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not something you do. If you're selling a two-bedroom townhouse in Christchurch with, with a, a car, car park, you're not putting a Porsche outside. But if you are doing those really high-end houses, then absolutely making it feel like, yeah, this is a cool house and, it, you know, this is what I want. And what is this all about? I always think it's about trying to make it magazine ready. You're almost setting the scene for people about yes. what sort of person's going to buy this house. They, you put a, they, they stage it with a little child in the bed and playing on the swing set. <laughs> if I had one of mine, I'd read you yeah, just for yeah, that. Just, just for, oh, they come and there's a little child running down the street playing in the with, park. With what, what are they, a hula hoop a and a stick passing <laughs> it along. So, but in New Zealand, I mean, obviously the things like the garage. What about bathrooms? Do you stage bathrooms? Yeah, we do. We just put, like, say, in a bath, you might put one of those wooden slider things with oh, some yeah. nice, you know, essence on it and soaps and things like that. And Towels. Then, yeah, and the vanities, they get done, you know, with some shampoo bottles, that sort of thing. So my next question is, how does staging differ or how would you stage a property differently based on the type of property it is? So. Let's say an apartment versus a townhouse versus a house. Surely we're going to stage these a bit differently. How is it going to change? We take our guidance from, say, the real estate professional who has a marketing plan. But in general, I'd sort of lump the apartments and the townhouses together and say, hey, space is a, is a thing. You want to make them look bigger. You don't want to overstage them. You want furniture that's light and airy. You want a couch with legs not going right to the floor. So try and create the floor so it flows under the furniture and it creates space. And I think one of the other big things is if you are dealing with a smaller space, you want it to seem practical. So if you don't want someone to walk in and go, oh, how am I ever going to get a TV and a dining table in here and a couch in here? If you can position things so that it shows that the space is very usable, then people don't create objections in their mind and then not make an offer. And you're probably also putting in a four-person dining room table as opposed to an eight-person yes. dining room table or a six-person if it's in a smaller apartment where that's not going to be as practical. I like the idea, though, of using furniture where you can see the grounds yes. so it feels more light and airy, even though it's the same lounge. Mm. All well and good if it's a rental property and it's got no tenant in there. But if this is my own house and I've already got my own furniture in there, what do you do then? Well, I- Probably go for a trip to Bali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ideally, that's the way to sell a house, is just get everything out of it and say to the people, hey, go to Bali, have a trip for three or four weeks. Go and, over your holiday. Yeah, we'll make, you... make a show home. And then what do you do with the existing furniture? Do you put it in storage? I mean, that doesn't happen very often, but that would be the ideal, is if they organised to put it into storage, got it staged professionally, you know, by a reputable stager, and then... I would think that the money they got 
above and beyond what they would have if they sold it with their own furniture would pay for the trip. Yeah, which is great. Free trip then. Yeah. And so can I live in the house while it's staged? If it is my own house and I think, okay, well, I can't go to Bali because I'm scared of being sunburnt. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of the pictures of Lauren and Eliza in drawers and then I'm going to remove any of my own personal clutter but get you to fill in some gaps with some rugs and stuff like that. Can I still live in it? Not really. Most stages would just pull away from that you idea. Don't, you don't want us using your, your couch for the five weeks that it's rented. Yeah, because then it just doesn't look showroom ready. It's all got to yep. look really showroom ready. If you weren't living in it, that would be a possibility. Yes. It's called a partial stage. Yes. And the idea of putting all your personal stuff away, that's number one rule. And why is that important? Because let's just make it really clear for the people listening to the show. Why do you need to get rid of all your personal stuff? Well, you imagine you go into one of these show homes in these uh, show home villages and there's a whole lot of personal stuff there. You wouldn't imagine yourself living in that house. You'd think it was someone else's house. So you've got to just take away all that personal stuff and then present it as much as possible as a show home. And that's where it gets you your good money. I could imagine you, this would be an idea that you'd come up with, as the people were coming into the house, there'd be a little camera, takes a photo with them, and then your real estate team, this is if you're a real estate agent, your real estate team would be out the back printing pictures of the photos. Then when they walk into the bedroom, it would have a picture of each of them above the bed. No, I'd, I'd be much smarter than that. I'd have digital picture frames where as soon as they walk in, because I just went to Kelly Tarleton's over the yeah. over the weekend, right? <laughs> Mate, that was a jellyfish. It wasn't you. <laughs> I don't even get that joke. But what they do is they take photos of you, right? Yeah. And then as you walk out, they put them on the screen. That's exactly what That's I was what thinking That's what they should of it. do. And then you can see it. It's a bit creepy. And then you see yourself <laughs> as you walk into the bedrooms. That's actually quite a good idea. So it's very creepy. People wouldn't be up for that. <laughs> so you mentioned before that the extra money you've got for previous houses, it would pay for your trip to Bali. So do you have any examples or, or case studies of where you've had a property staged. No, not for paying for someone's trip to Bali. Well, no, I just, I just wonder how you're going to do this because you have no baseline. Well, that's the issue. That's why I'm going to ask okay. Carl the question. Right. Are there any examples or, or, or any kind of numbers you could give us where a property is sold for more than it otherwise would have if it wasn't staged? Yeah, we, we've got a few beauties. One at the sort of ridiculous sort of level. Mm -hmm. And this was like before COVID, before I think it was just after the GFC, and friends of ours owned a nice property on the Esplanade at Sumner, and had been on the market for twelve months, and cool. and the, you know I don't know why something wouldn't sell along that street, but you know it was just the market at the time. I think they were wanting about one point six for it. Well, I knew the people, and I said, "Hey, I'll do your deal on the staging because I think you should stage it." So they staged it, and I think they got two point four million. Wow. Mm. Which and all, is, especially back then, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, did you do a deal? Hey, you've said 1.6, so I'll stage it for free, and anything above 1.6, we split 50-50? Yeah, well, I, I reckon that's the way staging should work yeah. because it adds so much value that, like, real estate agents get a percentage, right? And mm. I think stages should get a percentage because it... <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, you might find that there are some people who wouldn't use stages if that was the case, though. Yeah. Okay, so in that case, how quickly did that property sell after you'd staged it? Because it was on the market for 12 months, nobody's buying yeah. it. You've staged yeah. it. When did you get the 2.4? 12 years. Is it a four-week uh, auction campaign? Oh, wait, that's wow. good. And, and the owners the owners rang us at like 2 a.m. in the morning because they were, live in Italy. 
and they were popping the champagne and they were having a big party. Yeah, you got them an extra 800 grand <laughs> and you gave them a discount. Okay, so so that that's not a replicable no, I'll give you, That's I'll not going to happen yeah. for everybody. I'll give you a budget model. So there's a little two-bedder, 10-year-old, sprayed-in townhouse, plaster finish, all terraced, looking very tired. So that went to deadline. So this is baseline, the same property. Went to deadline. They're thinking if we got something around 300, we'd be happy. Didn't get anything. Nothing, nothing near it. Got some under. So they really needed to sell the property. So the agent said, look, let's take it to auction and let's stage it. And they staged it, took it to auction. Three weeks later, they got $350,000. And wow. the staging was about two grand. So there's $48,000 yeah, up. That's, that's a good investment. And would you think that's, is that a typical result? You can't guarantee anybody anything, but there's, there's a good article that we got interviewed for and stuff. And it, I think it started, is home staging a good investment or, you know, doesn't Something it like work? That. And that's a really good article to have a look at because I think the CEO of the Property Institute of New Zealand or whatever it is quoted two townhouses side by side. So same floor plan in Auckland, 100K difference. Yeah, and you might not always get those sort of results, but previously we'd kind of said on the show, you spend two and a half grand, you might get 10 grand or 12 and a half grand back. That's kind of what we've been talking. But perhaps that's a bit conservative compared to some of the numbers you're talking. If producer David reminds me, we'll track down that stuff article and link it in the show notes for everybody to read. So we had our own verifiable evidence done with one of our key agents, and he did five or six properties. And this is before COVID. When properties in the area were selling, say, zero plus 1% above CV, we came in at 5 to 16% for similar properties in that area. So final question. This is running a bit longer than usual, but it's quite good content. When do you pay your staging company? Do I pay you once the house settles? Do I pay you before you put the furniture in? At what point do I actually pull out my credit card and give you the money? You pay before the furniture goes in. That's pretty much industry standard. Okay, so something that you have to allow for in your marketing budget, your upfront budget, if you're going to sell a property. So that's something that you might want to think about. Okay, well, can I put that on my credit card? Do you accept credit cards? No problem. Okay. It's all good. So, so, so get the ear points off that once you sell the property, pay it off. Yeah, just so that people can understand at what point do you actually have to pay. So you pay before the furniture goes. So that makes sense because after that, you've got a bit of risk. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And if you want to hear more about Carl, check out the stuff article that we've put down in the show notes. Or here's from cobbercobber.com. Yeah. Google it, you'll find it. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the property market. Until next time.